everybody. Welcome back to the Everyday Wholeness Show, where Janet Urebe and myself, Karen Stultz, will help you discover that everything is just perfect the way it is, even if it's not. And we will talk about ways and means that you can shift shift whatever may not be working to your best advantage uh, to feel a whole lot better, to feel more whole and, and live life with wholeness instead of in pieces, fragmented pieces. So, hey, I was just asking Janet, you know, how she was doing and Janet, go for it, girl. Yeah, girl, let's go. Let's get in this. All right. Okay. So here we go. So, so many of us walk this spiritual walk and we have so many various teachers and bits of information and advice and this, and sometimes guys, it just becomes like more rules, more rules. Yeah. Rules, you know, take the higher path, remove the toxicity, pick, pick better for, you know, love yourself. Yeah. Right. Doesn't work that way, girl. You know, where's the duality in all of those things? Because that's where things get really confusing. Sometimes we have all these spiritual teachers, but there's so much conflicting advice and information and universal principles. And, you know, we're all one, but put up boundaries. There, there is, we are all one, but there are socially acceptable things. So you have to kind of hide yourself oftentimes, hide yourself to, uh, well, put up those boundaries. Don't show yourself in your entirety. And that is what we are about. It's time to show yourself in your entirety, in your authentic being and who you really are. Yeah thing is there's so much conditioning too right so and the thing is also learning how to honor you know what I'm still kind of conditioned in this area of my life I haven't really gotten to that part yet haven't really healed it but there's some of us who are like no I have to walk this walk and this is the walk and this is how it has to be (laughs) this is the spiritual way ah but but again who's (laughs) been telling you that where did that idea come from did that come from you or uh, someone else? And, you know, me all hop on with like the voice of God. And so now like, I'll also be like, it's your parents. Um, yeah. <laughs> our, yeah. First, our first gods. Exactly. exactly. Our first gods who can tell you, you can have, you can't have, you can be, you can't be, you can think, you can't think. And so there, it's so great that we come in with the contrast so that you can start to pick and choose what you really want. So I'll start with this friends on Sunday. I had a glorious mother's day. All I wanted was to hang out in my pajamas. By the way, I was so tired from Saturday. I wasn't even in my pajamas. I was in (laughs) Saturday's clothes because I fell asleep in them. And I woke up and I said to my family and my loving boyfriend and anyone else that I FaceTimed that day to say happy mother's day. I love myself enough to wear yesterday's dirty clothes to tell you I love you. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was awesome. And it was comforting. And we went swimming at one point. So I did remove those clothes to do a different attire for a moment. But the idea being this, friends, it was a perfect day. 
ate lovely meals. I was catered to in every which way for my, by my kids and my family. It was fantastic. And I got to speak to my favorites. So one of the things that I sometimes joke about is like, oh, it's a perfect day. Tomorrow shit's going to hit the fan. A, a lot of us think that way. And Janet, I got to tell you, that's not, it's not great thinking. Way. It's not great thinking, but I can also be in the, oh, this moment is shitty, but that means I'm going to have a really great moment. So right now I can live in this more observant role that I couldn't live in before. Cause I'd, I'd be hyper attached to outcomes and controlling and manipulating and let me make this the reality that I want. Don't you know, I can make the reality that I want. Let me control. Let me see who I can persuade. And so I've been overcoming that more in the last couple of years. No need to make people think the way that I think. No need to do that. Like I, I just have to know my truth yeah. and honor another's for where they are. Yeah. So then I get this news where it was really obvious. Now I'm going to take ownership in this. My boyfriend and I did not get on the same page about the day he was moving in. Uh-oh. And it created a lot of extra financial conflict and it created a lot of like belief systems had to come to the surface. Okay. Of both his and I, so him being scared to tell me something because he wasn't perceiving me as a safe space. Whereas I am, I was quite a safe space, but I think so. <laughs> he didn't have that completely communicated to him or he's walking with belief systems. And then me, belief systems, uh, men will let you down. Mm. So there was actually great perfection in shit hitting the fan mm. because it brought forward a bucket load of trauma that I have or unresolved patterns that I have related to standards and expectations, how people show up for you, delay avoidance, honesty, trust, security, stability, predictability, honor, actions are words, words are just as good as actions, there's no difference. So all of these things had to come forward where I hyper abuse and criticize myself about to experience it with the partner right before we're about to make a major life decision. So me being the feisty firecracker that I was, I was like, I was like, get on the bus or get the F off. <laughs> Poor baby's probably shitting his pants. Um, it was very much, by the way, for those of you who are in my life, you know that I share stories. They're very personal. And most of the people in my life know that I do. So we're all good. <laughs> And I got permission to share this story as well, just so that I was being integral. And so I realized something so profound that there are two things that get to happen here. One, I have the right to be angry and to experience the emotions that came up. Two, it's perfect that this happened. It's perfect that the day before I was perfect with this individual. And the next day was a bit shitty because... It was whole. It had the polarity of the good and the bad. It had the polarity of the peace, tranquility, and conflict. It had all of it. 
So I found myself in this situation because again, fiery pepper, I'm not even going to let them move in. That's it. I'm pissed off with your head. (laughs) And then poor guy, (laughs) I'm sorry, poor guy. (laughs) Erin knows how awesome my partner is. Okay. She knows. Okay. So he was like delay avoiding talking with me because more fear. And, and the fact is, why wouldn't he when he uh, knew from past experience that this would occur? Yes. Very probably occur. And he doesn't want that conflict. No. And so it's honoring where he is, yeah. but also knowing I get to put up more boundaries. Here's more of my rules that I'm going to have to have here to feel safe. And guess what? The reason I have the rules friends out there is because I still have more work to do around feeling safe. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. It, it, it's, it is a marathon. It is a continuous journey because the fact is that when you do begin to feel safe and everything is going along beautifully. I mean, how could it get any better than this? I don't know, but I can't wait to find out. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. And then wham, (laughs) it is time to grow. Oh my gosh. It was like a school bus running over a family of little chipmunks. Believe me, my heart was just devastated. Yeah. But then when I realized friends, now listen to this empowering thought. Okay. Cause most people in my scenario would have been like that piece of I don't know why I'm censoring myself. I never do. (laughs) Why, like, why wasn't he thinking? I immediately had to realize, oh, wait, hold on, folks. I am actually the one driving this school bus. Mm -hmm. So when I had these flags or these awareness or something felt off, and I'm an intuitive in addition to that, both of the, but by the way, so are all of you guys, you just might call it something different, like gut instinct, or you might be clairvoyant, or you might be clairaudient, whatever. I wasn't addressing it the way I should have at that moment with clarity, transparency, clear communication, detail. These are all my strengths. Why wasn't I using them? Mm. Habit. Habit. That's what it's all about is that habit. And the desire of my childhood trauma of wanting someone else, wanting someone else to show up, to be that parent, wanting someone else to take the lead. And by the way, I did tell him he has to start taking the lead in certain things. And he does, but I can also simultaneously witness where my trauma is coming forward Mm -hmm. of wanting someone to take the lead. So the more attachment I have to it, friends, guess what? The other person is not going to be doing. (laughs) It's interesting that we're talking this way because I've been doing a lot of thinking for the last week or so um, after our our last time together. And I realized that we we have triggers. We all have triggers. And what we are doing with this Everyday Wholeness show is releasing some of those triggers. So how come when we have released so many triggers and we can see it and we can say, you know, this is their problem, not mine. I, oh, or this is my problem. What do I need to address my, in myself so that I am not triggered another time? And then we still get triggered. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is a situation 
leads to a thought that leads to a response. Mm -hmm. Get off my bus or get on just yet. And, <laughs> and what we have done with these habits is that we've gone from, you know, just like uh, driving a car or getting dressed in the morning or something. We have habits. We don't think, okay, uh, each time we get in the car, which is the gas pedal? Which is the brake? Um, how do I turn the key? Where do I put it? We don't think that way. We're, it's a habit. We can get in and we can drive a car. Yeah. And if we do drive or ride a bicycle or whatever it is, it's a habit. We don't think about it. Mm -hmm. And yet the, pro the thought process is still going on. It's telling us how to do this stuff. And what happens because the thought process is a habit, we go directly from the situation to the response without even realizing that there is a thought process mm -hmm. that needs to be addressed. Absolutely. And so being able to create more of that wholeness by recognizing, oh, I'm not, I'm ready. I am ready to grow and I'm ready to create a new thought process and make that my new habit. So we have a situation with a new thought process and a new response. Yeah. And when you think about that, when we have these habits or these situations that have the thought process behind them, it's no different than, I don't know if any of you guys out there have ever had to like drive on the other side of the road. Oh yeah. Right. So in England we're talking yeah. about or, yeah. or English countries. Yeah. Or, you know, having to learn to do something with your other hand because you sprang or broke fingers or something on one hand, it is a bit awkward at times. It doesn't negate the fact that you have the other hand or the other arm or whatever. It's just learning a new way in the discomforts and growing actual neural pathways. Absolutely. Just re, yeah. recreating a neural pathway to something that works as opposed yeah. to doesn't. Yeah. So I did take my time in this incident, friends. I did take my time, one, to respond instead of just live in reaction. Me, younger me would have been like, hit the road, Jack, see you later. Next. <laughs> Much younger me. Um, but. That would have kept you nice and safe. It would have kept me safe. It, it would not have been what was going to serve you in your future. No. And here I am. I have, and here's something I want to throw out to you guys. I have this amazing partner. Karen hears about him all the time. Okay. Oh, it's wonderful. He is fantastic. If anything, because of my own traumas that I have had in my life, I have underestimated him on repeat. Yep. <laughs> Karen, hate to, like, say, uh, that. Hate yeah. to say that, Janet, but yep. <laughs> <laughs> on repeat. And I know who he is and I know how he is, but you know, I'm carrying baggage. It's very evident and I've been working on it. Doesn't necessarily mean we get over it overnight sometimes because there's layers and depths to things sometimes. 
And I have done a lot of work and have improved and admire and appreciate him so much. So the idea here being is, do I, in this one conflict, in this one kind of big-ish mess up, miscommunication, do I negate all of the other beautiful things and wonderful things that have come out of the transactions of this relationship? And I can't. So I was glad that I was able to come to that perspective while I was measuring and calculating and estimating and logically reasoning and using brain, 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 brain to like realign with my heart and really see, okay, here's the thing. I actually want to keep growing and I choose to grow with this man. And I did say again, get on the bus or get off. Do you want to grow with me or not? (laughs) (laughs) It is important. So the idea, my friends, the reason I was able to overcome this much more quickly is one, I realized, you know what, this is an opportunity to put in a new pair, a new set of boundaries for me of making my partner aware these are make or break things for me. I need to feel secure. I need to feel safe. That's a human need. And that is a human need. We all need it. We all need to feel safe. And that's often why we don't move forward because we're safer with the known, even if it's a bad known, even if it's an unproductive known, even if it's a horrible known, it's safer than knowing what the future will be because it's a whole different ball game. When you have two separate residents, you might, you might spend every day and night together in a residence, but you're still two separate residents that you can run away to and find your safety. Mm-hmm. So now moving in together is like, oh my gosh, I will not be able to run away. Can I handle this? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Which is a fear. Absolutely. A fear. It's, so, you know, it's unknown. Yeah. So if anything, from my last couple mentors that I've had, I, I'm also realizing, okay, if something scares you, okay, it's, it's a good jump to make. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes, 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 yes. And sometimes synchronicities, my friends, sometimes synchronicities will happen and you're like, oh, it's miraculous. And this is the path. And this is the way only to find your worst nightmare. Because guess what? The whole reason you're here is for evolution. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and to recognize it for what it is. All of this, the, the fears are here to keep us safe and to help us grow. So yeah. if we want to grow, uh-huh. let's do something different and face those fears and make friends with those fears and find that compromise. Because two people are two separate individuals. Never allow someone else to take over. Oh my Never God. Never give them the control. And you do not have control over them. Either. Nope. Nope. And even though I wanted to be a dictator and tell my partner, look, here's the thing. I need this written in blood. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> really. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's not necessarily my place either. As much as it would probably help me feel safer, it'd just be a Band-Aid. And we're not looking for Band-Aids. We're really looking for just wholeness and holistic healing. And so ultimately, what I think is precious is at the end of the day, we made a lot of resolution and we came to some solutions. And 
new expectations. Um, I think mine are more than his. Oh God, we'll see how that works out. Um, but it's cute because he and I both have very childlike hearts. And this morning, not long before we got on this call, I had a, a clairvoyant moment where I saw he and I as children joining hands and jumping off of a cliff into a pool of really beautiful water together. Oh, shitless. <laughs> but but knowing, together. Yeah, but knowing it'd be fun as little kids to just, okay, let's go see what happens. <laughs> and, and knowing that doing it together was going to make it more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and again, it isn't an always and forever because as we grow, we have to keep, we change. We, every time you grow, you change. Mm -hmm. And so the agreements might have to be rewritten sometimes. Yeah. And the thing is, that's something I've been making more peace with. I think a lot of us, and even my partner, he's like, I'm a one and done person. And this is my one and done thing. And I, and I come from a different energy of, well, if we continue to choose to grow together, then yeah, it can't be the one and done. Um, but growth doesn't necessarily, for me, doesn't have to look like just a spiritual path, right? Because everything to me is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. Yeah. 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 So. I, I, it would be all right with you. I, I mentioned uh, on our last podcast, and I never got it transcribed uh, to put into the show notes, but I will. I'll, I'll add them later. Um, this is a, a Betty Bethards. Oh, yes. You know Betty? I don't know her. I, I don't know Betty, but I like it. I, I just picked up. Um, the book it was it was interesting and and it's called self-love in today's world and it was her clairvoyant understanding life is school you should be constantly growing constantly changing and excited about all the changes for there are not negative changes you are so frightened of change why does change bother you Change means expansion. And if you stay in your own limited realm, how can you grow? What will you know? You may have to clean up negative things in order to advance, but it's the same as when you were a child and had some lessons to pass in the first grade before going to the second grade. How does this differ? It differs by the importance that you place on it and what you think of yourself. Most people in our society measure themselves by the university degrees that they have, the jobs they perform, the cars that they drive, or the homes that they own. These things mean nothing to God. The only thing that means anything when you leave this earthly plane is how well you developed your inner potential and how well you used your talents and abilities. These are the things that are important for self-exploration. You go in without clothes, you leave without same. And the only things that you've gathered are the tools, the knowledge, the techniques that you have learned while you were there. These are important. 
try not to make an effort to better yourself in your conditions is saying that you have given up on yourself. It is the same as if you stayed in the first grade as a child, as if you didn't bother to do the homework or make the necessary changes or get into the second grade. You may complain about it, you may not like it, and that's acceptable. We understand you're complaining, but go, go on. As a child, you would never think of giving up. So don't stop now, continue growing and learning. It doesn't end with college. It doesn't end at 30. It doesn't end at 40 or 50 or 60 or even 70. Life is eternal. These are eternal lessons and the excitement comes each day. So live one day at a time. See what gifts are presented to you through watching others, through seeing your own reactions to things and situations and deal with those. This will keep you busy for your whole life. And people are always looking for something more stimulating. The problem in the world today is too many people are looking outside of themselves. Truth is not out there someplace. Truth lies within you. Oh my goodness. I, I just fell in love with that when I read it. That I, was precious. That was I perfect. It. <laughs> I love it. And I thought it really is in tune with what wholeness is. And that keeps shifting and changing as we shift and change and circumstances shift and change. And we were talking earlier about um, being able to respect one another and, and uh, feel acknowledged a little bit. Um, and I'm just trying to think of the actual word that we used, I get, it, it was, it is important for us to feel good. That's the bottom line, to feel good and, and not try to be somebody else and judge what other people are or are not mm -hmm. and allow them to be them but never ever ever hide your amazingness your awesomeness never ever ever hide it integrate it so that you can live in this society perhaps but never hide it I was on a, uh, a networking group today, as a matter of fact, where it was actually that expansion. And all of the people there were saying, oh my gosh, I have been hiding this. Because, I mean, I had my cards and my runes and my crystals and my essential oils and my rituals and I hid all of that so that I could fit in with the corporate attitude and now I'm realizing that I don't have to and that my business can actually grow faster by incorporating all of who I am my intuitions yeah it's, absolutely it, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, 
And I guess it's one of those things, maybe that's why I always think it has to be easy. Because if you are working so hard, there's something not clicking. It need it might be that you need a, a mentor. Uh, it, it might be that you need a little bit more uh, practice. It could be having a, a new resource, but it is always a, a knowing that there may be something off. So what else is possible? How can we make this more fun? What do we need to do to make it enjoyable? It was funny this morning, my, my husband, I said, well, uh, my husband said, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to do the dump. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I said, well, enjoy yourself. He said, yeah, right. And I said, yeah, right. He said, are you going to enjoy yourself with all of your meetings and everything today? And I said, well, yeah, I'm meeting with Janet. How could I not enjoy myself? Come on. And, and experiencing new things. It may not be anything that you want to experience again, but experience new things. Embrace oh, it. Try it. So true. So true. Try it. Find out. Discover. If it, if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. And we were talking about where these thought processes came from and our parents are usually the god that we learned the from. first gods <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but there have been so many things that i realized did come from my parents and because of that Years ago, I'd say, ah, it's my parents. No, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like them. I don't want, I, no, no, no. And I put up the resistance and it was horrible. And then I got the opposite and I said, wait a minute. You know what? I kind of like it the way my parents taught me. I really prefer that. So maybe it isn't. They just showed me another way that might not have fit in along the way with other people but in the long run it's what I it's me I prefer it this way mm -hmm. and I you need that contrast to find out yeah yeah mm -hmm. exactly it, 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 but it, it's awareness and allowing mm -hmm. and taking ownership and responsibility oh, for friend. ourselves Ownership and responsibility. And that's a whole other topic in itself right there. I mean, truthfully, when I look at the last couple of years of my life of having to make big jumps, having to integrate new ideas and breaking belief systems and barriers, you know, you, you start to realize there are moments where you'll sit in a certain amount of energy suffering. And it, this suffering typically starts as pain. Mm -hmm. And your body will show you, an illness will show you, a discomfort will show you, an aggravation will show you, frustration will show you, you're in pain. Mm -hmm. But it's when we choose to stay in the pain, mm. suffering begins. It is the choice, isn't mm -hmm. it? I was um, in Boston this last uh, couple of days and it was so 
interesting because I've never thought of myself as being a physical empath. But as I was wandering around Boston, it was like, uh, where did this come from? It's, it's not mine. It's not mine. And I had to go back to years earlier what I learned uh, how to release it because I realized it was simply an empathetic response to the people around me. Yeah. And, and so what can you do about that when you are? Gosh, friends, let me tell you what. I play return to sender oftentimes. And sometimes it's return to sender because there was a scent, something that was sent or emitted or projected, or someone's just like, I want everyone to feel as crappy as I feel, or I want everyone to feel this pain. I'm, you know, feel it. Everyone feel it. I have to feel it all the time. Y'all feel it too. So there are moments where it's that, but there are also moments where my energy field is just accustomed to living like this. Cause it's how you would get out of trouble or sense danger or, you know, mom coming in because you didn't clean your room or something like you, you, you started to really read the energy of your home as a kid to keep safe. And so there are moments where I have to honor and recognize, oh, excuse me for bumping into your auric field. That's not mine. I didn't need to take it on. I can release it now. There are moments. And then there were moments when I was becoming more empathic and more psychic or more in tuned, whatever you want to call it, where I would realize, oh, shoot, I'm fishing. That's not even mine to go look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I'm like a little kid looking in your cabinets. I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if any of you friends or listeners out there ever invite me into your home, I'm really good at making myself at home. Please forgive me if I really do open your cabinets. <laughs> and, and for me, it's like, okay, it's fine. You know, I will show you where things are. I will make an offer to take care of it once. After that, it's up to you. So you better find your way around my cabinets. <laughs> oh, good. Then I would be finding your home. I'm so good at making myself at home. <laughs> That's what it's all about. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah. It. I, I like to not return to sender without repair. Mm -hmm. So I usually send it out saying, wait a minute, this, this sore ankle is not my sore ankle. Um, All right. Release, repair and return. Release, repair and return, release, repair and return. Mm -hmm. And focusing in on it. I mean, really focusing in on it, release, repair and return. And that I no longer have a sore ankle. It does go back. And hopefully the person that had the sore ankle has it better now because it has been repaired. See, that's awesome. I like that. But also, do they want the repair? And it it doesn't matter if they do or not. Uh I mean, you can always keep it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's not repaired. Yeah. It's like that habit we were talking about. Yeah. You can say, yes, I want, I want this changed, but I'm not ready to release it. Mm-hmm. I relate to that. Yeah. Don't Absolutely. we all? Don't we all? Absolutely. I relate to that. Yeah. The, the whole empathic walking as an empath is very interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. 
that's really just one of the most fascinating things ever. Cause I'll even have like pre- in the last couple years, actually last three or four years, um, I'll get what feels like an ocular migraine over the left side of my eye. And sometimes it'll feel very related to a stress or a surprise or something that doesn't fit in the habitual pattern of the present world of this life. And then other times I've been able to read into it where it was like acid being thrown at my eye. Mm. I've been able to see it where I was attacked on that side of my body. Mm. Um, And, you know, it's like other life stuff related to not wanting to see. So being able to look at that and say, oh, this is where it came from now. What do I need to do now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the past is the past. It is a past life. We do not need to carry it forward if we choose not to. So what can we do now to move forward? Yeah. And I had a a session with a friend some time ago because I had attachment to it leaving. Mm-hmm. It wasn't releasing it. Yeah. yeah. She was fantastic. Her name's Denise Ramon, but she basically is like telling me, yes, you have all this other life stuff. You're right. Mm-hmm. But you also have this life where you're in a cage and you don't want to see that you're in a cage. So this energy arises when you can see yourself encaging yourself mm-hmm. this lifetime, even though you're not physically in a cage this lifetime, but you were there. Yeah. So how do they relate? How do you heal this one and that one? By just making the choice of break out of the cage, envision yourself breaking out of like an eggshell. And when the second I just feel myself make that little pop and start to energetically move, wow, it's incredible. And and so that's why it's so important to know, to know perhaps, perhaps where it came from. Yeah, you know? All right, you are in a cage. You don't want to see yourself in a cage. But then having that resource to shift that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. you can. Mm-hmm. And, and then be aware of how you're feeling now once you've broken out. Empowered. Able to move forward. Releasing that that stagnation around the eyes and the head and you know I don't know enough about my past lives and like I say I like it easy I don't want to go deep thanks so much I just want it gone thanks so much but um, upon occasion I'd have to take some responsibility because um, my eyes would start hurting which ended up being a headache on the side of my head, it went all the way back, down my neck, down my shoulders. And I'd have to just focus and make friends with this pain and literally ask it, what are you trying to tell me? What do I need to learn? What do I need to shift? What do I need to look at differently? So that you can leave happily (laughs) because I I can't deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. But sitting with it, going into the pain for a minute. Yeah. Just, and, 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 you know, it only takes a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it might take us longer. (laughs) Well, yeah, it could take up to five or 10 minutes, but you know, it's okay. 
it's yeah um, and for Karen she's like it could take five or ten minutes I'm like sometimes it could take five or ten years but (laughs) (laughs) well that doesn't mean that it won't come back again because it's just like the onions and we have layers of it we have lots of layers and all right, you, you can take care of it for this particular situation, but then this is a wonderful response for a different situation. And so it might come back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It might come back. You well, have, there are things you can get rid of for good, but then there are layers. Like she said, I experiment with layers all the time. <laughs> I'll be like, Karen, this shit's happening again. Go of it, honey. <laughs> Janet, help. What's going on with me? I need your help. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much again, all of our listeners. Thank you for joining us for another Everyday Wholeness show. And we'll we'll talk some more uh, about that responsibility and, and acknowledging what's going on. Yeah. Other shows, maybe next week, huh? Maybe. And, you know, to build off of that book that you just read to us, that was beautiful. um, Just remember, my friends, this is a school and no one's here to take your test for you. Oh, darn it. I know. Darn it. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Yeah. No, you can't throw money at it. There's no way. The test is for you and you are the one that set it up to begin with. Yeah, but you don't need to take responsibility for that, but don't beat yourself up about mm-hmm. it because you Absolutely. always have the opportunity to change. That is what is so wonderful about this world and what helps create that wholeness inside of us is the opportunity that we all have to make that difference, to become whole, to create that that missing puzzle uh, puzzle piece and put it right where it belongs so you can be whole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that puzzle piece is with you, friend, always. We think it's missing, but it's there. Everything is there, right? Everything sometimes. I choose to go blind in my left eye to not see it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, sometimes for me, I've been told because I have dry eye, I've been told to use these drops and and not wear makeup, eye makeup. And uh, you know what? I like eye makeup. So it's a struggle for me to go without it. And I realize sometimes it's, it's, yeah, my responsibility. I wore eye makeup for three days in a row. This is not a good thing if I want to keep that that paralyzed eye from. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I relate to those things. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks again, Janet. We'll see you next week. Thank you, friends. Bye bye. Bye bye.